Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, what happened the other day in Yorktown, New York? Now, depending on who you talk to, there was some sort of dust-up between the members of the Yorktown boys lacrosse team and the Somers High School girls lacrosse team that clearly ruffled some feathers, especially on the Somers side. And many of the Somers parents continue to be outraged. Now, for most accounts, here's what happened. A couple of weeks ago on May 25th, the Somers High School girls lacrosse team traveled to Yorktown High to play the Yorktown girls lacrosse team in a sectional playoff game. And as is often done with visiting teams, the Somers team was ushered into the Yorktown boys locker room in order to, to change and prepare for the game. That's because the girls' locker room was being used by the host team, the the Yorktown girls' lacrosse team. Now, at first, the boys' locker room was locked up, but then it was open, and the Somers girls went inside. Uh, They played their music, uh, they got taped up, they started mentally preparing and focused on the big game. But as, as they were getting ready, Apparently, several members of the Yorktown boys lacrosse team uh, unknowingly entered the same locker room. They had just finished their own practice session that afternoon, and they weren't aware that a visiting female team was in the building getting changed. And upon realizing that a visiting girls team was there, the Yorktown boys, well, they turned off the girls' music. They made some uh, typically dumb adolescent comments to the Somers girls uh, reportedly things like, uh, I'm going to get naked, or you guys are going to lose today. And apparently there was also some, some profanity involved as well. Now, again, depending on who you talk to, the comments from the Yorktown boys, although certainly inappropriate, were made in jest and not overly threatening, or at least that's how it was reported. There was no physical contact or pushing or shoving from either side, Although it's important to point out that sexual harassment, uh, the way it's usually defined is if there are unwelcome uh, comments uh, of a sexual nature. So yes, uh, technically, uh, there was sexual harassment that went on from the Yorktown boys to the Somers girls. In any event, uh, a number of the Somers girls and their parents did not feel uh, that, the, that the verbal comments uh, were not only, not only called for, but the boys' unexpected intrusion violated the girl's sense of privacy, and bordered, again, on sexual harassment. Uh, And, of course, the Somers girls, who were understandably uh, focused on on their big sectional game, well, they were disturbed from their pregame preparation. Ultimately, they left the locker room angry and upset. Now, since that incident, the Somers parents have been extremely outspoken, have complained strongly to their 
uh, superintendent in the school district, and this incident has really been going on for two weeks. It has not gone away. Well, anyway, to help fill in the rest of the story, I, I want to welcome back to the Sports Edge, Tony Fiorino, a longtime sports parenting advocate uh, who not only lives in Somers, but his daughter, Sophia, is a senior on the Somers lacrosse team, and it was present in that boys' locker room at Yorktown. Tony, good morning. Hey, Rick, how are you? I am well. Uh, uh, look, uh, there are a lot of questions about this and a lot of emotions involved in this, too. And by the way, friends, I will remind you, we, we will take calls about this uh, situation. Our toll-free uh, number is one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That's brought to you by Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, Pocono, and Resorts, Atlantic City. Tony, but the first question I have is this. Where were the coaches when all this was taking place? Uh, not just the uh, the Somers lacrosse coaches, but the Yorktown coaches or, or administration. I mean, why wasn't somebody making sure, since it is the Yorktown boys' locker room, why wasn't somebody standing outside or guarding or monitoring this so this kind of thing would not happen? Well, I, I think, at least for me as, as a parent here, I think that's really the crux of the issue. I think you know, if there was a ball that was significantly dropped, it was that of, of, of chaperoning the event. I mean, mm-hmm. just, just, just think about the first sentence of this whole situation. The Somers girls lacrosse team was preparing and changing for a game in the Yorktown boys' locker room. Correct. Uh, the odds of that being a happy ending are, are probably less than great, and I think the lack of supervision overall was, 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 was significantly disturbing to several of us as parents. Well, okay, but I mean, this does happen. I mean, we, we know this is not, it's not the first time this kind of uh, situation has occurred where a visiting team, a girls' team, is changing in the boys' locker room. But usually, again, because there, it is sort of different, and there was the boys' lacrosse team was coming into their own locker room after a practice session, it just seems to me that if anybody, it could have been uh, one of the players, it could have been a coach, an assistant coach, even one of the parents from Somers had been positioned outside that locker room, a lot of this would not have taken place. Is that correct? Well, and, and, and again, this is where you know, there are still facts that have to be verified to come out of this, but I believe one of the Somers coaches was out in, and it was described to us as the hallway. Now, I don't know the layout of the locker rooms there, but uh-huh. if someone is out in a hallway uh, and that was the means by which the boys would have entered the locker room, you think that somebody would have been stopped. I mean, whoever let, if anyone knowingly let, the boys into that locker room, knowing girls were in there, made a monumental blunder. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. And of course, if there wasn't even a situation where there was a, um, a, a somebody, a, a, an adult standing outside or, or you know, in front of the locker room or inside the school, if, if there used to be, you know, they could have posted some signs, some temporary signs saying "Do not enter." Uh, you know, uh, closed or whatever it might have been, just some sort of way to notify people uh, from not walking in there. Uh, and, and in all fairness, Rick, I, I will tell you also, um, because th- in this case there's obviously plenty of blame to go around on, on, all, on all fronts, but the girls were not escorted into the locker room. They were, they were let in from the inside by a student is the account that we've been given. So there was nobody from... The state association, there was nobody from Yorktown High School that was facilitating the, let's just say, the, the, the normal course of events, just getting a group of girls into the boys' locker room. Got it. Okay. Now, now I just want to be clear about this too, Tony. And we're talking with Tony Fiorino. Was there any 
reports of any physical contact between the Yorktown boys lacrosse team and the Somers girls lacrosse team? Not to my knowledge. No, no physical contact. No, you know. And and I'm listen. We got it. We got about an hour here, so we'll get through all the facts. I'm sure. <laughs> but in terms of physical contact, I believe the only thing that was raised was that one of the boys grabbed one of the Somers players' sticks. Yeah. I don't know if it was taken out of her hands or if it was just grabbed, and then it was suggested that she, you know, there was an expletive used that she should get out of the locker room. Okay. Now, I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that your daughter, Sophia, senior on the Somers team, obviously she was there in the locker room. She witnessed a lot of this stuff. Is, is, is that fair to say? Yes. And, and what was her takeaway on this? Well, here's where it starts to get a little, um, no pun intended, a little edgy, because it, it, in, it, here's the best way I would try to summarize this. Mm-hmm. People are telling me through the course of these events that, hey, you know, boys and girls are different. And that's true. But you know what? Girls and girls are different, too. And it has a lot to do with how you choose to raise your own kid. So in my case specifically, and only speaking for Sophia and myself, um, she reported this incident to me right after the game. And, all, you know, and for her, she looked at it as trash talking and someone who was trying to come in and intimidate them. Um, but, you know, I raised her to be the son I always wanted, as I joke with you many times, mm-hmm. which is you let, it, you let it roll off your back, you let your play do the talking, and if, as long as somebody doesn't specifically get really offensive and or physical, you know, I don't, I don't say you let it go, but it's, it is what it is. Did, did, did you, as it turned out, the Somers girls lost to the Yorktown girls that afternoon, correct? Correct. Did you sense from Sophia or your own, you know, obviously watching the game yourself, did you think that this, this incident before the game had some sort of uh, uh, impact on the girls' play from Somers? Well, I'm not one to connect dots, but what I can tell you is, yeah. for me, you know, having watched these girls play quite a bit, um, I would say they were not themselves. Um, I think Yorktown played an extraordinary game. They were incredibly well coached. They were ready for us. Um, but I can tell you that it was clear that there are some players that usually will rise to the occasion, uh, and I'll go so far as to say Sophia being one of them. And I don't think they—I don't think they played their game. Now, can I go say that the incident in the locker room caused that? I would never make that kind of a leap, but we'll never know, unfortunately. Okay. Right. We're talking with Tony Fiorino about this uh, this incident uh, that occurred a couple of weeks ago between uh, the Somers uh, girls uh, lacrosse team. Uh, they were preparing for a sectional playoff game against Yorktown High when a bunch of Yorktown boys lacrosse players entered into the locker room uh, by accident and, and, and the fallout from there. All right, let me, let me uh, Tony, stay with me, of course. Uh, we have to take a, a break. Uh, Dave Uram has your update. When I return, we'll go right to your calls at one eight seven seven. Three three seven sixty six sixty six. I'm curious from our listeners, what do you make of the situation? Should the be should the boys team be punished? Uh, should if they should be punished, what should be the extent of that punishment? Okay, back with more. Stay with me. New York's number one sports radio. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. Uh, my name is Rick Wolf. We're talking about this curious incident that took place a couple of weeks ago. Seemed rather innocent uh, when I first heard about it, but the deeper we get into this between the, the Somers uh, High School girls lacrosse team, which was preparing for a game against Yorktown High School in a sectional championship game, 
suddenly they were they were changing in the Yorktown boys locker room, and suddenly the boys lacrosse team walked in, and there were some uh, some words exchanged. Uh, we're talking with uh, Tony Fiorino about this, and and um, you know, Tony, well, let's let's go to the cause to get some reaction from our listeners here. Let's start with our, our friend Ed over in Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good. How, Ed? Good. I think this whole thing is, is a real mess. I'll tell you the reason why. Yeah. And should the kids be punished? Absolutely, if there is some some stuff said. But where's the administration on this? How come they didn't have better supervision in the locker room area? Right. If this, if this is a woman's lacrosse team, why didn't they have a female at the door to be there, just in case any issues happen? Um, this, this was not planned out properly by the athletic director. They should have had an itinerary planned saying, at this time, no no one is allowed in the locker room area. So that that's part of administration, too, and uh, it, it, it was very poor on that part because now you have this chaos going on and things happen. But well, we... I, I mean, that, that, I think that's the, uh, if there's one takeaway from this, um, and, and Ed, thanks as always for the call. No problem, uh, Take care. You know, and, and that is, Tony, that, you know, this all could have been easily prevented, as, as Ed said, and we discussed earlier. Somebody somewhere has got to say, look, we've got to put some signs up. We've got to have somebody posted, uh, not only on the outside door, but the inside door uh, to the locker room, that this is an important game. It's a sectional championship game. We've got to make sure that our guests, the visiting team, you know, has a chance to, to prepare uh, with a sense of privacy. Uh, you know, I don't know if the boys of the cross team, let's assume that they walked in there innocently, not nobody stopped them. They didn't know that's, look, after all, it's their home, it's their home locker room. But yeah, that's, that's the real takeaway here. That this should have been um, uh, easily prevented by just having coaches, administrators, either from Somers or from Yorktown, standing outside on guard and saying, no, you can't go in right now. Rick, that's it right there. I mean, if, if I'm the coach of any girls' team that's, that's occupying any boys' locker room, um, I, I'm the queen's guard at the door. Yeah. And, and nobody gets in. Now, having said that, it, it, and this is one of the issues about any school that chooses to host a championship game, it becomes incumbent upon that school. Here, here's the easiest way to solve this. On that day, the boys' locker room is off limits and any coach that would normally need that needs to have a contingency plan otherwise don't host the section championship game mm. period and you know rick i'm a big fan of Theo nardone Theo's the ad at yorktown i've known him for years i coached his son in baseball he's widely recognized as one of the best in the business mm-hmm. but if Theo and i bump into each other at the uh, at the Dunkin' Donuts, and we talk off the record. I'll guarantee you, he just goes, "Geez, why didn't we just shut the locker room down?" Yes, it, it, they they dropped the ball. I mean, and I, and I love Theo Nardone. They definitely dropped the ball. We have plenty of blame on our side, but they dropped the ball. Well, let me ask, uh, and before we get back to our calls in a second, what what has been the reaction from the Somers parents, and and why and why did the Somers superintendent? Uh, sort of step up and, and get involved in all this. I mean, why did this... Look, you just said, this was obviously a, an oversight. There must have been some lack of communication on the Yorktown side. They could have easily prevented this. But why Why has this been really sort of a stirred a hornet's nest in Somers? Well, I think, well, part of it is this. You know, people are talking about, well, there was only a couple of girls that may have been dressed or undressed. There may have been maybe just a couple of girls that were offended. So if, with me trying to be objective, let's be clear. My daughter was not offended. 
um, she, it, she literally was not affected, at least not to any significant point. Mm-hmm. But that's irrelevant. If there was only one girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was, let's say, down to her sports bra, which, by the way, covers more than a bathing suit does. Right. And, but, and if there was only one girl that was offended, then there's an issue, and that issue needs to be addressed. And the fact that it wasn't addressed, at least not in a timely manner, has a lot of the Somers parents up in arms, and in my opinion, rightfully so. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not for, for snowflakes and cupcakes. But if, if one girl was offended, then there's an issue. And it was what? not handled, and, it was, and I will go so far as to say it was mishandled to the point where, you know, let's, even an insinuated apology that came from Somers to Yorktown is what I think added insult to injury in this case. Well, was there an apology? I don't know if it was a formal apology, but the tone of some of the, you know, an, an investigation was conducted. Yeah. And as you know, Rick, in this day and age when everybody has basically a TV camera in their pocket at all times, in the absence of hardcore evidence from what actually transpired, in the absence of that evidence, you cannot, you can assume guilt all you want. But for anybody to take action against the Yorktown boys in the absence of hardcore evidence is, is next to impossible. All right, that's, that's, as promised, let's get back to our callers. Let's go to Manhattan. Ralph was standing by. Ralph, good morning. You're on the fan. Rick, Tony, good morning, good morning. The, um, I, I think that the supervisors, you know, uh, notwithstanding, I think they dropped the ball, of course, as you mentioned, Tony. But um, to, tell these, to tell these girls how to feel, in other words, you made a great point saying that one, one girl, one young, young woman would feel as though everything just happened by accident, everything just, uh, was perfectly uh, um, accidental, but another girl may be offended. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that girl should not be able, we should not tell her how, how she should react, how she should feel. And if, if anyone has any kind of record with those cell phones being so uh, <laughs> there, there at all, you know, it would have come out by now, I would, I would assume. So I think to, to carry it any further is probably um, uh, an exercise in futility. But I, I will say this, if one, if one of these young ladies has, has a complaint, she shouldn't feel stifled. She should feel she should be able to, uh, to come out and have her peace be known, and uh, we go from there. Yeah, I, you know, Ralph, and I, uh, and thank you for the call. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, Tony, as you mentioned, and Ralph agrees, and I feel the same way. If it just takes one girl to be upset about this, that's a problem. Uh, but let me return for a second because I, I, the way this has played out over the last couple of weeks, it, it, you know, there was an investigation done, and as you said, there's no hard uh, videotape or, or audio evidence. Uh, though obviously, clearly, there were there were boys there from the Yorktown lacrosse team. As to how many, that's not really known. The girls, obviously the same way from Somers. But what did strike me as curious here is that the Somers superintendent got involved and basically made a declarative statement a few days ago saying, well, we've investigated this and it's over and it's done. We move on. I mean, it's, it, I, thought, I thought it was curious that, A, that came from Somers as opposed to from Yorktown. Um, and and uh, I'm just as a parent and who had a daughter who was there. What is your sense of, of what happened? What, what was that done? And, and what was the reaction from the Somers uh, folks? Well, again, the reaction is, uh, and this is where emotion starts to get into it for a lot of the parents. Yep. So whenever there's emotion, you're, you're going to get people that will kick back and they'll kick back hard. Um, for me, it was troubling only because. Uh, I, 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 there was a better solution, and, and like I said, I can only speak for myself. The fact that my daughter didn't think much of it 
would lead me to believe, then why would she lie to me about it if she doesn't really care and doesn't think there's much to it? Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, just as daddy, I know what was said in that locker room. And what was said in that locker room, Rick, was inappropriate. And again, I have a son who is an athlete as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So boys will be boys, and boys are idiots, and they say stupid things, and they do stupid things. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Albeit circumstantial, there was testimonial evidence to what happened, and, and pretty consistent testimonial evidence. So you would think, if nothing else, um, I know that an apology implies guilt, but if, 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 if it was my team, I would have issued some sort of a statement to say, we've done our thorough investigation, there is no conclusive evidence. However, let me be clear, if any of the boys on my team acted in any manner uh, consistent with the testimony, then I personally want to apologize. Mm. And, let's just, and then you can say, let's move on. You know, we've got a state but championship that, to go worry about. But that didn't no. happen, right? I'm sorry? No, that did not happen. We got no, we got no there was nothing public, private, or otherwise conveyed from York County administration, from the parents, the coaches, from the, the AD, from the principal, nobody. Not from the state, even the state association was notified about all this, and we got nothing. And then what's even more curious, as I just mentioned, since nothing came forthcoming from Yorktown, uh, it was a Somers superintendent, not the athletic director, the superintendent you know, got involved and made a statement that says, uh, let's, let's basically move on. I, yep. I thought that was kind of curious. Uh, I, I didn't know why he had done that, except I guess he wanted to just sort of stop this and curtail uh, all the various uh, complaining. Um, well, in and all, and all fairness to, to, to the superintendent, you know, we, and I'll include myself in this, whether I was directly involved or not, but we as parents, we, we dragged everybody into this because we wanted some action. And it didn't, well, all right, let me, let me, obviously nothing happened except for the Somers uh, super to say, basically, ah, let's move on, it's, we're done with this. Very, right. very unusual. All right, we're talking with Tony Fiorino, we're talking about this incident at Somers and Yorktown girls lacrosse and boys lacrosse. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. Now, don't forget, at 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be here uh, talking baseball. Of course, we probably have weather that is suitable for baseball, but make sure you stick around for Ed this morning at 9. And, of course, I invite you to check out my website at AskCoachWolf.com where you can read uh, timely uh, blog posts and, of course, post your own thoughts and comments as well. We're talking with Tony Fiorino about what really went on between the Yorktown boys lacrosse team and the girls lacrosse team from Somers High School. And uh, uh, Tony, as promised, let's get back to our calls. Let's go Let's go to Yorktown and to, to Joe, who is standing by. Joe, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Joe. Good, Joe. So, Rick, I, I am not a parent of a player on the team, but I happen to know many of them. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to the show from the beginning. One of the things that I would maybe caution um, against is I wouldn't make things at this point as if they're a statement of fact. I think the word allegedly probably is appropriate to put into a lot of these uh, conversations because at this point, from, being, from knowing these kids and reading what I know in the papers, um, nothing's been proven as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one point I want to make. But the other point is, speaking a little bit to the situation with the locker room at Theo Nardone and the district's policy or the district on security, right. uh, from, from being around to several school districts, and Somers being one of them, um, I don't know of anybody who takes security more seriously than the Yorktown Central School District to the point that as soon as schools are closed for the day, or I think after a certain time, 
Access to the building is restricted to one entrance and one entrance only, and the hallways are all blocked off inside to thump people all towards maybe the locker, the, the locker room area, the gym, with things like that. Right. If anybody got into that locker room, it wasn't because of a lapse of security from the school district. It was because somebody probably let them in from the inside because the locker rooms are closed even from the outside. My understanding from what I read in the papers was the girls' team showed up in uniform. They weren't in getting changed. That's what it said. They showed up at the field. Now, I don't know. The gentleman on the phone, his daughter's on the team, but they showed up in uniform. But they found their way into the locker room through the inside of the school, not through the outside of the school where the boys obviously would have been entering coming off the field. Okay. Um, you know, so the, the doors are locked from the inside, though. They have, you, have, you have to either have security clearance again or somebody has to let you in. I don't believe anybody from the district would have let anybody from the girls' lacrosse team into the boys' locker room, knowingly or unknowingly. Um, that my understanding of what I heard, this is only hearsay, is there was another athlete exiting the locker room and somebody let, let then the girls kind of let themselves in or he let the held the door open from however you want. That's what he said, she said at that point. But to sit here and say that Theo would, would, would privately admit that the school district dropped the ball, I'm not sure I would agree with that. Well, that's, first of all, Joe, very, Joe very let's, just, let's sort through some of these, uh, the, these, these points here. First of all, uh, you know, Theo Nardone, is, as, as Tony Fiorino mentioned, and certainly I, I agree with that, he's one of the most uh, beloved and well-respected uh, athletic directors uh, in, in Westchester County, has been for a long time. So, you know, the question here is not about, about what he did or did not do. And to your point is that, well, maybe... The girls did come from Somers. It's not that far a drive, and they're already dressed. But still, the girls want to go into a locker room. Uh, uh, it's a big game, and obviously they want to change and uh, you know prepare, uh, get ready for the game. Either meet you know separately. They don't want to be outside. After all, the the Yorktown girls have their locker room. So I I don't know. And obviously we don't know the details on this. Uh, Tony, do you know the, the girls were they already dressed uh, leaving Somers? Were they, they what what what's your what can you add into this conversation? Well, I think Joe is accurate on some of his points and, and kind of far off on some of the others because, again, let's assume they were all fully dressed yeah. and one girl just had to go to the bathroom. And sure. Didn't, you know what I mean? It's, that part's irrelevant. And I think what, 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 we're, what we're, I don't want to say sweeping under the rug because that's overstating it, but if, Joe, if there was an entrance from the outside, that entrance, whether it had to be open from the outside or the inside, should have been manned by somebody. If there's a way into that locker room, that locker room entrance was not guarded, period. So it doesn't matter how the kids got in. If there was an adult at that door, it would not have happened. And again, I am Theo Nardone's fan. But Tony, they needed more security. But let's put all right. And right, then Joe, the last, Tony, the last thing though, guys, I want or not the last thing, but nothing I wanted to add. And yeah. so you could probably speak this more knowledgeably than I can. My understanding is also that they showed up early. They were there earlier than what was expected. Does that so matter? If that's true. Well, if it's true, then you kind of caught somebody off guard. Maybe they weren't. Well, let me. Now, again, I'm not let me. Student, let me don't throw, get me wrong, guys. Let me throw I, this I'm into also, the. I don't want to. I want to make sure as somebody who's who's again a, a resident of the town and know both kids. I also know kids on the on the girls team. I just, these are kids' reputations and people's reputations. And I just want to make sure that we're just dealing them with, or we're working with them or approaching them the most appropriate way. Guys, let me throw this in the mix as well. Joe, let me throw this in the mix as well, Tony. If, if, if let's say, the, 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 uh, and I'm not going to put us all on Yorktown because, after all, <laughs> yes, it's their, it's their locker room. But certainly, and Tony, we've discussed this, 
Why wasn't there a Somers coach outside that door? Agree. Saying, you know that we you know, guys. You can't to the boys uh, team from Yorktown. You can't come in right now. The girls team is changing or going to the bathroom. That could be on the Somers coaches as well as having the Yorktown security people there, right? And I, I don't disagree with that, but I will tell you this. Aside from the main entrance inside the school, yeah. I, I think it's tougher to go put the onus on Somers to know the other ways to get into the Yorktown locker well, did, room. Now, did, I'm not disagreeing with it, yeah. but I'm telling you, if there is a – and I know it's not like it's some, some obscure hidden passageway. Yeah. But if there's another way into the locker room, I would say that's incumbent upon the Yorktown. But, again, as a Somers Guys, parent, let me ask you this. Did, did, uh, Joe, Tony, do we know if the boys players, the lacrosse players, are they coming from the outside or from the inside? Outside. I, I believe so, they came from the outside, but I don't know for sure. Because theoretically, what I had read and heard was they were practicing and they were coming after their practice into the locker room. So if they're coming from the outside, clearly somebody should have been standing guarded to say, guys, you can't come in right now. Because, Agree. You know, so. Uh, all right. Well, Joe, th- thank you for chiming in this morning. I appreciate the perspective. You're welcome. And, 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 and Tony, our, our, our time is short here, but so what's going to happen here? What, what, what do you expect? Is this now over and done with? Uh, is there still. Uh, residual uh, anger, resentment from the Somers side? Uh, there's absolutely anger and resentment. And then, listen, the, the, the girls, Yorktown girls lost to Garden State in the semis, and uh, Yorktown boys, well, I believe, lost to Victor in the state championship. So, listen, are people grinding their hands together? <laughs> they lost? Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's happening. And understand something for your listeners who, who may not know, Yorktown and Somers are significant rival schools. Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. border. Our town's border. So this is never going to go away. In fact, the legend of this incident will probably grow over the next two years, and then it'll fizzle away. But in terms of what will happen, nothing's going to happen. As, yeah. as one of the callers said, you know, if any evidence on somebody's phone existed, it would have been released long before today. So there's no, there is no recourse. It's going to remain a he said, she said. Um, but, you know, like, you know, there was a quote that somebody put in one of the emails that went around that said, you know, why would the girls lie when they have nothing to, to gain from lying? Whereas, you know, actually, you know what, I'm not even going to finish that because that's a pretty, a pretty silly statement. We'll never know the exact truth other than the kids that were in that locker room. Of course. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, as I said, Tony, I, I, it's obviously, it, it's uh, in many ways, it's, um, it, it's sort of a, an incident that is unfortunate. Obviously, as you said just now, we'll never know the full truth because only those girls and boys who were there knew what went on. But again, it would really sort of like the takeaway in this, if there is a takeaway, is that clearly when these kind of situations uh, happen in the future, you got to have somebody standing outside. There's got to be a sign posted. There's got to be some better uh, way to communicate. You know, guys, you can't come in right now. This locker room is being used by a visiting team. Uh, it's simple as that. And if there is a violation of that, then we go on and take uh, serious uh, uh, steps to correct it. But uh, anyhow, it is unfortunate it happened. And, and Tony, I do thank you for coming on this morning to, to share your insights and, and thoughts with us. It's always a pleasure, Rick. Anytime. That is Tony Fiorino talking about uh, what happened between Somers and Yorktown. All right, let me take a timeout. I'll be back with more. Now, summer's almost here. Don't be that guy in a T-shirt at the pool. NJ Diet continues to take weight loss and wellness to an entire new level by utilizing blood work and DNA testing. Using blood work, hair, saliva, and NJ Diet's natural bioenergetically personalized formulas, patients typically lose 20 to 50 pounds in only 40 days. If not, NJ Diet is contractually obligated to give you your money back. NJ Diet then utilizes DNA testing to determine your ideal diet plans, workout plans, eating behaviors, 
Each person's specific needs for essential vitamins plus many more metabolic factors assessed genetically to make sure you keep it all stay healthy the rest of your life. This personalized genetic information could always be used by any of your healthcare providers to help make critical decisions regarding your health. NJ Diet's all natural, no shots, hormones, no surgery. Locations throughout New York and Jersey. Doctor Supervision is provided every step of the way. Call 855-5NJ-DIET or you can log on to NJDiet.com. Learn that you can lose 20 to 50 pounds in 40 days. 855-5NJ-DIET. So Bethpage is the most convenient way to do your banking? Yes. Even though Bethpage isn't a bank at all? It's a credit union? Yes. The largest credit union in the Northeast? Yes. And credit unions are better than banks? Yes. Credit unions offer the same products as banks? Yes. Only they have great rates and fewer fees? Yes. And now everyone throughout the tri-state area can bank at Bethpage? Yes. And it's convenient? Yes. Because Bethpage is a network of more than 30,000 free ATMs nationwide? Yes. And a fast and easy mobile app? Yes. And easy online account opening and loan applications? Yes. So you can open a free checking account on the train? Yes. Or get pre-approved for a great mortgage over pizza? Yes. Or apply for a low-rate home equity line of credit in front of your old bank? Yes. Which would be kind of funny if you think about it. Yes. So Bethpage Federal Credit Union gives you everything a bank can, but with great rates, fewer fees, and anytime, anywhere access throughout the tri-state region? Yes. Maybe I should bank at Bethpage. We were wondering when you'd figure that out. To learn more, stop by our newest branch in Chelsea. Visit lovebethpage.com or call 1-800-628-7070. Bethpage Federal Credit Union. We care about what you care about. A $5 minimum share account required. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. What does Advanced Auto Parts have to offer? Plenty. Like a rewards program called Speed Perks that gets you $20 off your next purchase when you spend $100 or more. What doesn't Advanced Auto Parts have to offer? The recipe to your favorite dish from your favorite restaurant that's been closed for five years. So forget that gooey, double-stuffed lasagna and check out Advance Auto Parts Rewards Program Speed Perks and get $20 off your next purchase when you spend $100 or more. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. See an advanced team member or go to speedperks.com to sign up. Hey, New York City. Geico brings you advice from your shadow. Hey there, I'm your shadow. I don't want to creep you out, but I follow you everywhere. Not so much on cloudy days, and I'm usually off at night. And I notice you have more pep in your step when you save money. That said, as your personal shadow, I think you should switch to GEICO. Here's why. Reason one, GEICO has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. So you'll be happy. Reason two, the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you insure your home, apartment, or condo. And GEICO offers motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. We both look really good under the sun on a boat. Reason three. Geico is the largest auto insurer in the state. It's the local thing to do. Reason four, Geico has a local agent in your area who could help you find savings like military or federal discounts. Reason five, saving money equals fatter wallet equals a little bit more of me. So, New York City, take it from the ones who know you best and contact Geico online, over the phone, or at your local office. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Like the Leap of Faith mornings. Honey, I'm going to start my own business. The Mr. Mom mornings. Dad, have you seen my school uniform? And all the mornings in between. Dude, you know your socks are two different colors, right? The best start to any morning is a freshly prepared McDonald's breakfast with tasty eggs, savory sausage, and crispy bacon. Right now, buy any breakfast sandwich between 5.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Get another one free when you use the McDonald's app. For limited time at participating McDonald's, see store for details. This is the sound of a large Coke at McDonald's. And that is the sound of our straw going into the Coke. And now that any size Coke is only a dollar all summer long, this is the sound of someone taking a long sip. And if you think that sounds good, how about any small McDonald's smoothie, frappe, or shake for $2? Now top that. Ooh, whipped toffee. Only at McDonald's. A la carte only. Limited time offer at participating McDonald's. Cannot be combined with any other offer or any combo meal. 
Just some final thoughts about the, this uh, unfortunate uh, incident that took place uh, at Yorktown High School uh, before the the girls' uh, uh, sectional uh, uh, championship game for Somers High School girls lacrosse and the Yorktown girls lacrosse. Um, and I have to say that, you know, I, I yes, I'm uh, not involved. I have no affiliation with either Yorktown or with Somers. As Tony Fiorino mentioned, these are two teams Two schools that border each other. They have a great athletic rivalry. But I'm independent on this, and, and looking at this as an outside observer, trying to be objective, uh, yes, I'm sure that the, the, the Somers girls who were uh, ushered into the boys' locker room uh, before a very, very important game in their careers, I'm sure they were upset when they were suddenly uh, confronted uh, with some boy, uh, some some male lacrosse players coming in, uh, and you know, boys making uh, stupid adolescent comments. Uh, from what I gather from the comments that were reported, uh, do they uh, fall under the umbrella of sexual harassment? Yes, technically they do because they were unwelcome comments, uh, albeit from you know the adolescent boys. Uh, was there any physical contact? Uh, no, I, I don't get that sense at all, and thank goodness. But yes, there was sexual harassment that went on. In, in terms of um, how this was played out, uh, we, we've already discussed and hashed over, which we, we all agree upon, that this all could have been prevented if there was either somebody, either from the Yorktown side or from the Somers side, uh, somebody who was guarding the locker room, uh, either the outside door uh, or the inside of the school, to make sure that um, people knew you can't go in. But the bottom line to me is that there should have been an apology uh, forthcoming from the Yorktown folks, merely because of the fact, even if they didn't think they did anything wrong, and they may not have done anything wrong or found any evidence of any wrongdoing by the Yorktown boys. fact is they were still the host team in a sectional championship game. And as the host team, they had to make sure uh, to do something to, to prevent this. And, and honestly, it would have been a, just a nice gesture of good sportsmanship if they had said, we're so sorry for this uh, mishap and this uh, lack of uh, communication. But obviously, we, we, uh, we feel badly about it. I think that would have gone a long way to help dissuade some of the feelings from the Somers uh, players and their parents as well. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Anthony Gallo. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.